death death trap death death proof with a hyphen written by uh, titled by Sean Penn even though he didn't know it at the time another friday here at mutiny sitting back with shelby wilson here all right what's going on gosh you're like the all-time hustler (laughs) i like that all time for the last six months or so you know was it has it only (laughs) been six months it's i mean okay i've been saying six months for maybe two or three now so i guess i started in october 2020 where are we at now then yeah. One, two, eight. I guess I'm at eight. That's eight how months. math works. Yeah. That's a better half of a year. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure there's some percentage of a year I could figure out, but not quickly. Quick math, not my thing. But yeah, it's amazing. I'm going to be coming up on a year sooner rather than later. Time flies. Time flies. <laughs> Time flies. Your, wait, hold on. Your music is Funk Lightning. Oh, yeah. This is Sunk. Yeah, so it's a local Sunk. band called Sunk. Uh-huh. Uh, Jason Young's son and Gwyneth Q, and that is a song called Lightning. Lightning. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Hit me with that. I would like to be struck with a little bit more. <laughs> That's so good. Great job. How yeah. did you How did you find that? Uh, so, you know what? As I met Jason and Guinevere in the open mic scene here in mm-hmm. San Francisco pre-COVID, and, uh, yeah, they're just, like, coming out with singles every week. I saw wow. Jason the other day, and it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just, they're just pumping out. That's amazing. That's a hustle. Every day, that is crazy. I had to say, I write a new joke every, or a new good joke maybe once a week or something <laughs> like that. I write all the time, but there's only something good. There's only a nugget in there maybe once a week or so. But yeah, at this point, I'm just working on the old stuff, trying to refine it, see as much time as I can build of 
consistent, you know, reliable material. That's where I'm at at this point. But whew, a single a week, that's got to be amazing for them. Yeah, that's fun. And, uh, you know, it was Jennifer Perez, actually, I was talking mm-hmm. to her. And I was like, oh, you know, the, the, you know, there's some things that are a little bit more... I think simplistic about comedy, but at the same time, no, I don't, I think mean, you got to p- practice your jokes. Like you practice your instrument mm-hmm. like all the time. Yeah. Like, and it's tough to be in front of an audience all the time. Right. Cause that's the only way you know if it works. You make it look easy though. Oh God. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, energy helps. Energy totally helps. Like, you know, Christy Bana, another comedian. She inspires me with yes. her energy. Yeah. She always comes. She's a drummer too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had no oh idea. God, me neither. That's awesome. Yeah. She's fun. I guess she's an attorney as well. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? Yep. Triple threat. Comedian, wow. drummer, attorney. She's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Krista Bonna, yeah. She's, I wonder if she'll be here tonight. Probably, I hope so. She's around. I'm trying to remember the list, but yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see her. Fantastic. Yeah. And so um, I know that you have some events coming up this weekend. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to be at the uh, Pioneer Tap Room. Fairfield on Sunday, uh, 4 p.m. Gonna be really fun. Uh, produced by Mr. Weed, Ed Weed. Mr. Weed. Yes, and then Xavier Bronson is hosting, so it's gonna be really fun. Yeah, I actually haven't been on a show yet that he's hosted, but he's a great guy, real funny. So this is gonna be a good time. A little far out for me. I'm usually trying to stay around, you know, <laughs> Oakland and San Francisco, but commuting out for this one. But it's gonna be really fun. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sure it's gonna be really hot up there too. Oh, I bet. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, so um, super excited to have you on the show. Thanks. And I know, yeah, uh, I was going to play, actually, I was going to come back to it, but I was going to play a local band here, kind of adapted to the pandemic, as we all have, mm-hmm. uh, called The Quilters. Ooh. And so they've been uh, setting up and doing outdoor shows in the sunset. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, you guys should, you, everyone, listeners, you should check it out. We're going to be back here with uh, Shelby Wilson here. In the box, just right after this, and we'll be giving away some candies here shortly. Ooh, can't wait.
That is the Quilters live, Meet You Radio FM, little local tunes for you. Sitting back here in the box with uh, Shelby Wilson, getting geared up for a busy weekend of comedy mm-hmm. and fun. <laughs> yes, absolutely fun. Fun first. Yeah. <laughs> Pioneer. And also this um, comedy battle after the show. You've, you've been yes. a part of these before. Oh, yes. We love a little competition. It's so fun because, I mean, this this group that we've just been doing open mics together with, it's so fun. As soon as Pam was like, we're going to make this a competition, seeing everyone bring their A game for four minutes in this competition has been so much fun. People <laughs> have just been, like, tightening shit up. Come, It's been awesome. It has been such, like, a fun refresh with the open mic scene, just, like, with what we've got going out there. So I'm super excited for tonight. Always excited. Yeah, so um, for anyone listening in, the the comedy battles that we have here at Mutiny, if you win the battle, then you get to be on the list for one of these outdoor comedy events at Asientos, at Last Cafe, and the Bar in Dolores, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't ever, I've gone up on Asiento, thanks to Pam, just like, you know, a guest set here and there, but I'm so excited to be booked on the show for next Wednesday, the 16th. So 7 p.m., it's going to be super fun. I've already told some friends of mine, and they're planning on going. So, yeah, get tickets yeah. while you can. Yeah, so we are giving away um, two tickets to the Asientos um, on Wednesday the 16th. We're going to be taking call-ins here at 415-550-0511, 415-550-0511. And, um, yeah, giving away free stuff. There's nothing more fun than that. <laughs> I love free stuff. I am like a I ravage the free table at the bottom of my apartment, like in the lobby. Do you have something like that too? Um, in the lobby of your apartment, you there's a free table where everyone who lives in the building brings down just shit they want to get rid of. Oh, that's cool. I have so much unnecessary crap in my apartment because of this table. I can't resist. It's free. It's free. I might need it later. It's gonna be money saving in the long run, hopefully. Latest, I got like this really kind of nasty, like polyester, like faux Persian rug. But you know what? It's a lovely color. I'm going to find something to do with it. I don't know yet what I'm going to do with it, but it was free. I'm going to find a way to use it somehow. Couldn't say no. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. that feeling. It's just like when you see something, you feel like you just have to have it. 
Oh, yeah, before the whole pandemic, I, you know, I, we used to host these house shows mm. at the Tiki Pad. Oh, yeah. And it was maybe a couple hours before I was going to have a bunch of people there. And this was like May of 2019. Uh, I was moving a f- uh, potted plant mm-hmm. in my living room and I tr- spilt it. No. So it looked like, I mean, it was just dirt and oh. muddy. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And I went on Craigslist, and I found this rug. Mm-hmm. It was this giant rug for, like, $40. And I, yeah. I, I just went and got it, like, spur of the moment. And it just was so big, I didn't even, it didn't even really fit in my living room. I had to fold it in on one side for it to <laughs> even fit. And then, um, that's good. I would have tried to like cut it or something like horrible. Like I would have tried to massacre this rug to get it to fit in. Folding is a great idea. That's a trip hazard though. You have to be a little careful with that higher oh, edge. Yeah. I, I had to narrow it. I had to push it back. I had some couches and everything against it so that nobody would trip over it. Mm-hmm. Good call. And it was too big for my living room. And so I eventually moved it out to my patio mm-hmm. and it's been there ever since. I was thinking about potentially getting rid of it. And then I tried to get rid of it and I'm like, no. <laughs> I can't. The rug really pulls the whole place together. Exactly. You know? The rub is the or the rug is the <laughs> mood now. Rub rug. The rug's the mood. It takes over the whole room. I only realized I was like I recently moved uh, recently moved my leases up this month. Um but I moved about a year ago and I was like, "All right, this is my place. I'm going to invest in it. I'm going to get some good shit." Shopping for rugs is so hard. Like letting them come to you by fate or however you found this rug <laughs> is ideal, right? It'll just work its way into your life. You're going to get some attachment to it best thing but like oh god shopping for rugs is a nightmare yeah and it just seems like you know you find the right rug it's going to be hard to find a rug that's going to fit to this kind of standard of the rug that i have yeah literally and also fit like actually fit in the room no folding required (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah so i um i remember what was it? A couple months ago, I'd seen you uh, at Milk Bar yeah. at the debater. Uh-huh. Master debater. Master debater. Yep. Yeah. That was fun. That show is awesome. Connor Marshall does such a good job coming up with topics and pulling, you know, just funny, quick people. It's so good. That show is definitely one of my favorites going on right now. It is a blast. Yeah, he's really funny. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking too, I had um, I went with a friend, my friend Carly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we bought the tickets, I was just thinking, I was like, you know, whatever's, you know, supporting local artists and local venues mm-hmm. and people doing stuff creative, like, yeah. But I was shocked to find out when we got there and we sat down that the, the cover and covered or the actual ticket covered two drinks I know. and a snack. <laughs> I know. And I remember thinking, I'm like, no way, this is too good to be true. <laughs> It was a dream come true. I know, right? It's a great deal. I can't remember. I hope they're still doing the snack. I had brought some friends who were just so excited. They were like, oh, we have to come see you. And I was like, okay, well, come to this show. Like, This is going to be, first off, I know I'm on it, which is great. Um, come to the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. And also a friend of mine, you know, lives pretty close to there. So it was easy. Uh, and they didn't get the food. So they were like, oh, shoot. Like, you know, we bought the tickets. We didn't get the food. And I was like, get doubles in your drinks. Get doubles. Get that $25 worth. <laughs> yeah but it's a super good time and yeah it is a good deal it's gonna be so much fun seeing uh other shows and as restaurants are reopening too curious to see kind of the deals that are going on like the asiento show the food there is incredible it is such a good time um and that show's free you just reserve your seats and then hang out at asiento get some delicious food drinks stuff like that and have a great time watching comedy like that is i'm excited for that show i'm gonna try to bring friends too 
I'm trying to remember who was um, the last time I went to Asiantos who was on that night. I think Rachel Pinson was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other, um, another comedian. Why can't I forget her name? She's going for the elderly woman kind of scenario. She's huh. so funny. She's really like a storyteller. Huh. Oh, man. There was a lot of, it was just, uh, I was there with um, Crystal Lambert and Sam Warwick. Mm-hmm. And um, they won actually a couple tickets too. Oh, great! Last time, uh-huh. and I was just in tears laughing the whole time. <laughs> I was just such such a fun time. So yeah, that's like the real like that's the comedic gold. Like there's laughter, there's like an applause break, and then there's tears. Like when you can cross the bridge and making people cry from your comedy, that's it. That's gold medal. So you've done this before. You made. You no, I've really? never. No, I, I strive crying. to it. <laughs> Maybe they were crying for other reasons. Maybe like, please make this stop. I'm like, nope, I got minutes to fill. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, um, so you, how long have you been doing comedy for? Just under a year now, like eight months, which seems So it had, so crazy. it was just October then. It was, yeah. that was your first. Mm-hmm. That was my first. I, I did do improv before. So that was kind of, I guess, my first first foray that kind of saves I think people when they get surprised that I've started fairly recently I'm just like okay well I've been up on stage before I've made people laugh before but I just did it in high school um I did it in <laughs> yeah for real it's been that long um but that's where I started yeah started I was definitely a theater nerd in middle school in high school tried to be a little cooler you know did sports but all my friends were in the drama program and they were like you have to do it was called comedy sports which was like a high school competitive improv league um yeah that's where it started and it was amazing it was such a good feeling I tried to keep doing it in college but I just wasn't into the improv group at my college more or less so it was just a void until now until October to get back into it so it felt so good to get to use those muscles again where did you go to where did you go to school I'm just curious yeah I actually I went to a liberal arts school a private liberal arts school in uh, Poughkeepsie New York oh wow called Marist College Uh uh-huh yep (laughs) shout out to Marist I wonder what the comedy scene is out there right now. Oh, man. Well, um, you know the comedian Joe Hill? Sounds familiar. Yeah, he's around. He's from the Bronx, but he's been going back and forth, I think, to Oakland and New York in the pandemic. And he's been doing both. He's been he's starting up a show in Oakland. He's been working. He's, I think he's got a show at the Alameda Comedy Club this weekend. Um, but he's been doing shows in New York in the pandemic. So there's been things open. I think just like here, not to say, but, you know, it's like there's definitely like people who want to keep continuing you know the art or whatever it is we do you know you go outside you find open air spaces you find you buy a mic off bestbuy.com or whatever you gotta do like people find a way which is so cool so i'm excited i'm sure new york is reopened much more than the comedy clubs out here yeah now you got me thinking about new york and i'm thinking about this cool jazz (laughs) so this is actually um a live performance of uh take five um and was it October 3rd, 1964, live in New York. And so I was going to play this um, cool jazz tune. I was gonna, we're going to open up the lines for Collins at 415-550-0511. It's 415-550-0511. We're going to be giving away some candies and some comedy show tickets. Ooh. This song just, yeah. Oh, and happy 420 to everyone, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. 
That is Dave Brubeck, recorded live, New York, 1964. Amazing. All right, we're on this New York kick. I felt like I had to. <laughs> Josh Kahn, the accordion guy, just won two tickets to Asientos this Wednesday. hey so, Josh Kahn. Gosh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's <gasps> capitalizing on these victories over here. <laughs> I can't believe, I don't even understand the kind of dexterity and talent it takes to operate an accordion. Especially well. He does so well. He's making up his own covers for like the Cure songs, right? Yeah, I know. He's a, he's a really humble, modest person. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he's freaking crazy gifted. Mm -hmm. I picked up this guitar off somebody on Craigslist for 80 bucks. He didn't respond to my ad. <laughs> And I just sent him a message. It was like, hey, you know, he had it up for 120 bucks. And uh, I was like, hey, you know, he didn't respond to my first message. I was like, hey, I'll just give you 80 bucks for it just as is, mm -hmm. like whatever. And so I went and I picked up this guitar. And so like anybody out there that plays guitar or any musical instrument. Mm -hmm. So the little plug-in fell inside oh, of where no. it is, which is actually pretty, it's normal. Okay. Like if that happens. Ooh. And so I went and um, I was able to take it apart and put it back together. But one of the pickups didn't work. Mm. But I gave the guitar to Josh Kahn to play. <laughs> and I'm sitting back here and almost in this, actually exactly where you're sitting right now. Uh -huh. And I gave him this broken guitar to play. <laughs> and it was just like, oh my God. I mean, he's really, yeah. I mean, he could play a broken guitar and it sounds good you know? <laughs> and never underestimate the power of josh Kahn, greatest supervillain in star trek history yeah but the accordion thing is definitely i have to say is a next level kind oh. of thing i uh, i tried myself and i play um but this the it's you know the accordion everyone you know listening at it i'm talking with my hands and no one could see me right but <laughs> it's like playing the piano like sideways right and then, like, to do that, for me, it was a psychological mind fuck. Absolutely. Like, I couldn't even figure it out. And the strap, so there's a strap on it, too, mm -hmm. so I couldn't move. <laughs> and I felt like I was getting claustrophobic, and I was just like, how do you even do this? And, how much does an accordion weigh? Uh, you know what? Is I think it probably weighs about 30 pounds. No way. That's like having a small child strapped to your chest. Yeah. That's insane. Or like a... Um, a labradoodle or something, you know. <laughs> a full-grown labradoodle strapped to your chest trying to control the sounds it makes. That's wild. Yeah, I don't know. I just, um, he makes it look so easy. I know. And infusing that with comedy. Oh, my like, God. I know. Ugh, the accordion guy on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. You have to see him. Where does He was popping up in Berkeley for a minute. He was hanging around. There was the farmer's market. Um, but where is he playing now? Do you know? So, um, that is, uh, that is something that, so with, the, with the accordion and, you know, I know you've seen, you know, you could sing too, Oh yeah. but if you can imagine just the accordion, mm -hmm. like, I feel like that kind of sound, it kind of works with most every venue. I feel mm -hmm. like you could even be in front of like a, or in an El Fernio or something <laughs> like a super nice, like Italian place. Uh -huh. Maybe not. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. So he'd find a way. He'd, he'd find a way. Slick back that hair, no hat. That would be interesting. He yeah. can do it. He's got the thing with this. I don't know. He hides his hair. He's got this really long hair, but he puts it in a hat, and you can't see it. But he has hair. We were just talking about this. How yeah. lucky is he? Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, just grateful to have hair, you know, at all. Yeah, um, no, that sounds really like way too grateful. Like we sound like we are both balding. We're not, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Like we both also have full heads of hair. We're very l- lucky, very grateful. Um, but yes, Josh Kahn covers it up with snapbacks. What's the deal? I'm going to have to ask him later. I'm sure he's showing up at the competition later tonight. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, that Backstreet Boys cover that he does gets me every time. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Have I heard this one? Oh, my gosh. I can't remember it. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. Yeah, but he's doing his his version of it on the um, on the accordion. I was just like, you oh know what? Gosh. As I remember during that time, mm-hmm. I remember we we're just talking about you know um, millennials versus Gen Z or whatever people mm-hmm. try to put you in a box. <laughs> but I remember at the time, like Backstreet Boys, like for at least for my you know millennial years, it wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't super. It wasn't cool. Oh, like, okay, because you were not... But Britney Spears is cool. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's exactly the line. I was very into the Backstreet Boys because I was about a 10-year-old girl at that time. So they were very <laughs> exciting to me. I'm sure as a, you know, we were, what are we, 10 years apart? I'm sure as a 20-year-old man. Yeah, Britney Spears was very exciting to you. So that's the divide. Um, <laughs> I love the Backstreet Boys. I had a little Backstreet Boys backpack. A Backstreet, a backpack street, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, I love that thing. I wore that yeah. thing to death. Like all their faces were like peeling off by the end because it had their faces on it. That's the best part of the backpack. It was the Backstreet Boys and me. That's adorbs. Going to yeah. school every day. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do have to say that I have such more, even more of an appreciation for it now mm-hmm. because I feel like, you know, those songs, they become part of a memory. Oh, totally. And it's just when you're out, you know, on the street or wherever you hear Josh Kahn playing. It's just like, oh. it brings back that sentimental feeling of when you're mm-hmm. like 11 teen <laughs> and you're just like, you know, oh, that was cool. I know. I'm dying to hear it now. Oh my gosh. I have to see Josh Kahn tonight. I got to make sure that he's here and I want to hear that track specifically. <laughs> His rendition of Tell Me Why. I actually think I might have that recorded Ooh. on Tiki Desk. <gasps> yeah. Stop. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. Is he going to come to the show tomorrow you're doing at Tiki Desk for comedians? Um, so he's he's definitely invited. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you just won the Asiento ticket, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's definitely invited. Um, I have a fun lineup. Um, I got a Jennifer Drownski. Did you ever? I don't think I've I met know her. that Pam knows her. She's was big in the open mic scene. For, oh, right. I met her in the open mic scene and. Um, I had her over actually, she came over and did a set in 2019. We had a kombucha fest Ooh. and, uh, yeah, I know now it's become the tiki desk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we broke it up and we, you know, cause I have, I'm a guitar, more of a guitar player, mm-hmm. I think maybe not. Um, <laughs> and so we had a bunch of bands and then we had Jennifer do a set in between the bands oh. and the, you know, the head mm-hmm. headliner and, she must have went on for like 45 minutes and I was no, in tears laughing the whole time. I thought I wet my pants. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> She was so funny. Oh my God. Um, there was some stuff, you know, cause I had the band set up on the roof mm-hmm. that time and I decided that it wasn't worth the risk ever to do it again. Oh. <laughs> but there was something, um, well, I do have my deck, mm-hmm. but then I have this other like roof and then this other roof, oh. um, which is great for the fireworks. But at one point we did have um, for Kabucha Fest, we had the bands up there, mm-hmm. and there was something that blew over the side of the roof during Jennifer's <laughs> set, and it just added to the whole 
comedic <laughs> thing. It was what just, was it? Do you remember what it was? It was a fence. <laughs> yeah. This is actually the first time I ever talked about it on the show. Was this the first hurricane in San Francisco that a fence blew up over your roof? That's crazy. It actually didn't make any sense how it could have even happened. It was a sturdy, you know, I guess it wasn't that sturdy. Um, <laughs> it was a, one of those, you know, fences that you see on the street, you know, when they partitions, the metal partitions that in San Francisco. Uh, it was they, metal. It was metal. What? <laughs> and so I, I still don't know how it happened. I don't get it. Um, but I mean, I guess people had their instruments, had their basses and oh, guitars and things lean, lean up against it. Uh-huh. It still didn't make any sense. And the best possible thing happened is it just fell off and mm-hmm. nobody got hurt. Thankfully. And I was just like, yeah, but it was, she was <laughs> in the middle, down. she was in the middle of her set. If you can oh. imagine that she was just like, and she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so funny oh my god that is a it night- was horrifying that is a funny. Night- seriously like what could possibly go wrong like you're already nervous going up being you know a one-man show one woman show in front of all these people and you're just like great i just want to make sure nothing goes wrong left field flying fence on a rooftop show that's insane like that is absolutely a nightmare scenario for a comedian unless you can work with it that's the best part she i think she she must have. And so that was funny, you know, mm-hmm. looking back now in 2019, I don't know about you for you yourself, um, but I was like, man, we should have been live streaming back then. <laughs> that would have been freaking hilarious. That would have been amazing. Are you thinking of doing that for Tiki Shows Go Forward? Do a oh, live that's stream? What, oh, yeah. So that's what I'm doing <sighs> yeah. always now. Um, it all happened uh, June 12, okay. 2020. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in this exact seat and I had this band <laughs> call in because nobody was coming in then because it was like scary, yeah. the whole thing. And so this band, they just came out with this new record and we were talking like you and I are talking mm-hmm. right now. And I was just like, threw it out there. I was like, Hey, if you guys, do you guys want to do a live set on my, my rooftop? Um, and we could live stream it. Mm-hmm. And they took me up on it. And because they had all these keyboards and all this, you know, the band's chrome named Chroma C is okay. the name of the band. And they had these keyboards, and they were going to set up a table, but I have a tiki bar. And yeah. so they're just like, hey, we just set up on the tiki bar, I'm sure. Yep. And so at one point during the set, they said, this is tiki desk concerts. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it all clicked. I'm Ta-da. like, holy shit. So it's evolved a lot. I mean, obviously, you know, with music, I think with comedy as well, mm-hmm. it's what it sounds like, the sound quality. Yeah. So, I mean, like your phone, like this is fine. Like you could capture something for this or right. maybe some new material you're working on, like mm-hmm. you record it uh, for that. But for live streaming, um, you know, to have a professional mic, they have something called an iRig. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it plugs right into the, it's like a little dongle mm-hmm. that goes the here. Dongle. And then you could put in a three-pin um, microphone, professional oh, microphone. Amazing. Yeah. So that's oh it. Start up with an iRig. Then mm-hmm. um, I'm... Now I'm using this recording box, and I told Pam, I'm just like, if it wasn't for this pandemic, I would have never freaking done this. That's such a good idea. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm going to be out tomorrow. But well, There's going to be more. Ugh. There's going to be more tiki desks to come. Amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah. I could totally nerd out with you on that live, the live stream thing. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's almost like, you know, I love my, my, my family, my, mm-hmm. my parents, but... I might as well be speaking a different language. <laughs> like, so, oh my gosh, yeah. So this software in OBS for live streaming, it only it allows you to stream from three different platforms. That's YouTube, oh, Twitch, and Facebook simultaneously. But it does not allow you to do Instagram. 
Uh-huh. That's interesting. So I found a way to rig it up to where I could do both. Hey. And I remember trying to explain this to someone, and they're just like, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's amazing. I, I don't want to break your secret, but that's just so interesting that it wouldn't automatically connect to Instagram since that's through Facebook now, too. What is up with that? It, it doesn't make any doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, so what it is, you know, when you're doing this all the time, like it's it's good, you know, to have one camera, but you kind of want multiple camera rolls to oh, yeah. give it that more of an intimate kind of mm-hmm. feeling like you're there. You're getting up, you're going to the bathroom, you're seeing it from the left side of the room and then the yes. right side coming back. Yeah. Yeah. That's the real deal. So with this, with OBS, you're able to do that and that's through YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. With Instagram, it doesn't give you the ability to do multiple camera angles. Oh. But I found a way to where I could have it. I have it, the Instagram on the screen. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm switching the camera angles, oh, it does that. That's brilliant. Oh. It's pretty, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Some people might think it's a problem that I have. <laughs> I, I got to do something. Hopefully no one working for Instagram is listening to this. Um, do you have any pets? Oh, I don't know. No, I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like kind of random, but pivot. Um, I I used to actually. Yeah, I used to. I I came here. So I came to the Bay Area in 2019, um, and I I came with my childhood dog. She was in college with me. She did a stint in college with me. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I grew up in Orange County. I bring it up in my comedy all the time. And I went to school in New York, and when I went to school in New York uh, for the back half of it, I took my childhood pet with me because my mom sold their house in Orange County. So I had Sasha. She was a Shiba Inu. She was – I bleached my hair. I was telling you I lived in Brooklyn for a little while and bleached my hair platinum, right? Uh, I had a white Shiba Inu with, like, little tan pieces. So we looked – we were the exact same color. Like, we were – matched. Exactly. Like, (laughs) we know that people, like, look like their dogs. It, It immediately happened, me and her. So I did. I had her, and then she moved. She got on a plane. She got on a plane with me, uh, moved out here, and but she was old. She was 17 when she passed away. So, so at the That's moment. That's a great life. Petless. She had a great life. We took her to the beach. She got on a plane. Ugh, amazing. Sad, but you know what? Looking back, only look at the good stuff. That's a damn good life. I'm just trying to damn do the math life. in my head in dog years. That's like, I know. That's well over 100 years old. Yeah. Uh, seven by 17? 112? Again, I I I'm not math. good at math. <laughs> I guess I could ask my, my Siri here. What is 17 times 7? The answer. The truth. The truth. 119 years old. We were dog. both wrong. I love that. That's good. Oh, yeah. You were close. You were 112. Yeah. That's a that's You were a one life. unit away from 119. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I'm sure the, that you've heard and it might be a repeat for a lot of people out there too, but um with adoptions oh, with yeah. the dog adoptions that was skyrocketing during the pandemic but uh-huh. now it's rumored that a lot of dogs are bring getting brought back to the to the shelter uh-huh. to the animal shelters which is and so i don't want to be one of those folks i mm-hmm. i've been um seeing some people that have been fostering pets and that might be the way to go yeah but that's super smart. I, unfortunately, I totally believe it because it's so tough. Like dogs have personalities. I say this because I've been indoctrinated by my best friend who is a vet, uh, recently a vet, go winter. Nice. Um, yeah. Congrats. I know, right? Uh, um, but she was telling me like working with animals, every animal, every dog, cat has like a unique personality and it's got a blend. Like you're not just getting a dog, like a, you know, 
standard issue dog. Like you're getting a little personality to fit into your life. And people don't realize that. They're like, oh, I just want like a running buddy or something cute to hold at night. But they're little people. So I don't, unfortunately, it doesn't surprise me at all. It takes like a whole matchmaking process. Like fostering is the best thing to do. It's super cute. I have another friend fostering a cat right now, but they've fallen in love. It might be a little too soon, but I don't think there's a definition for toxic relationships with animals. <laughs> so I'm sure they're going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I'd see. I'm really on the fence. I'm thinking, you know, that's what basically that's what has come out of this pandemic for me mm-hmm. is working remotely and working from home all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it, you got to do something to occupy your time. I know. Ugh, I'm going crazy. I can't stand it anymore. Well, the gyms are finally reopened. Probably been hey. open for about a month now. Okay. Um, but I used to dance on the elliptical for hours. <laughs> dance? A day. Dan- yeah, well, hold dance. On. Dance. Yeah. Oh my God. Up on an incline? That's wild. How? How does that footwork work? I don't, you know what is I felt like because of the, you know the elliptical and moving this like that I felt like it was kind of mm-hmm. kind of rocking yep. you know all arms all limbs moving at one time and since you're dancing your head's probably bopping too all muscles are engaged in this exercise that's brilliant yeah and I thought it was also a better um, chance of me not you know I don't, tearing an ACL <laughs> I didn't want to say it or jinx it or anything <laughs> oh, I have a no, really knock on wood I like I have we a both did that really good friend who um, <laughs> tore his ACL playing uh, some baseball. Mm. And since then, I've been extra cautious. I'm like, I want to go out there and play sports because I'm, you know, I was an athlete. and Yeah. But it would just be a bummer to tear your ACL. Playing <laughs> baseball, too. I thought baseball was like the slowest sport out there. So that is a feat, actually, to get the only moment of action in a baseball game and tear your ACL I'm making a joke of it, but that is terrible. I know people, I know some friends who've torn their ACL, and it's just like, ugh, just sitting still for mo- like weeks, right? Like it takes how long to heal an ACL? Too long, for sure. I actually, it doesn't take as long as I thought. Really? It takes about six weeks. What? Which is shocking to me. Oh my but God. But that's if you're Tom Brady, you know? <laughs> and you have and the t- best doctors. <laughs> and probably. Giselle is feeding you like two peanuts a day. <laughs> the body's just feeding itself. I'm thinking that um, that for Tom Brady, he's probably torn it. You know, he's at least done it once, but he's might have done it twice. I mean, in his lifetime, you have a lot of years of possibility. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. I was gonna um, play another l- local band here. They're Ooh. called the Happies. Okay. I felt that the Happies would be appropriate for today the in the mood as well. Uh, they're doing a lot of outdoor shows, kind of, and. Um, you know, neighborhood parties, the first band oh, that yeah. I've seen kind of out and doing it again. So, um, this song, uh, this song is, it's not a live recording, but this is a, a song called Bipolar. hey And, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and blast it. Let's go. Yeah. Tell me what more people ask you, love her. 
That is the Happies here live, radio.fm. They're out there playing shows in backyards and parks. Very fun. Sit back in the booth right now with Shelby Wilson. We're getting geared up for this uh, comedy uh, battle. Can't wait. At 6 o'clock. Can I take it again? And so I know you spent some time on the East Coast going to school. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an East Coast thing. It was the first time I heard of it, at least, mm-hmm. was wine before beer, you're in the clear? Yeah. Absolutely. Is that? I don't know if that's an East Coast thing. Every time that I say that, I hear people look at me like, like what? <laughs> I mean, I, I was always told you want to keep it to the same, uh, what is it? Like the same species, right? Of alcohol or genre, whatever it is called. You want to keep it to one thing in a night. So, beer and wine. I mean, I've absolutely had those nights, but I've never. I haven't heard the rhyme, but I've heard, um, uh, what is it? Beer before liquor. Never, never been, been sicker. sicker. Yeah, I've heard that one before, but I've never heard the one mixing beer and wine. Yeah. but I, So I assume it must be true. There's a rhyme about it. It actually, at least for me, and it's probably, yeah, it's true for me. <laughs> if I have beer before wine, there's something that happens oh, where it's just, it goes right to my head. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. It just it happens to be just the times that I've done it. <laughs> so since we're having grapes before the beer, mm-hmm. it, uh, I, that works for me. Yes. Same thing with me. Well, Beer and coffee is a crash for me every oh, single time. That sounds, yeah, absolutely. That sounds tough. I learned that in St. Was, uh, was um, Patrick's Day. I went to college in San Luis Obispo. Oh, cool. And so there was a St. Patrick's Day parade mm-hmm. and had a bunch of coffee and had a bunch of beer. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, ever since. And I've tried to do it before. Uh-huh. But every single time, it's just like this this chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd think like a Guinness, right? That's a stout that's supposed to have those coffee flavors. Might be your way in. But I'm sure a PBR does not pair well with a beer. Even yeah. though it kind of does. Like PBR pairs with beer. <laughs> Could be, should be a thing, but I guess it's not. Thank you for going through that experience so I don't have to live it. I'm learning from this. You know what I found? It's di- it might be different for everyone, though. True. Always true. So, yes. oh, yeah. So... Uh, if I, I start out with a little bit of liquor, mm-hmm. then a little bit of wine, if I'm going to mix. Right. And then some beer. Mm-hmm. And then everything's cool. And it's just like this nice, little ride. steady ride mm-hmm. through the night. Very good. But if I mix those, maybe I'm a lightweight. <gasps> I don't know. Maybe no, not. Don't say that. Could, no. Depends on if I'm an empty stomach or not. That's true. Wine in an empty stomach could be bad. That's good that we have the cheese Ooh. and crackers. I ran into that Thank the other God. day. <laughs> I was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> Here we go. Luckily, uh, Pam had brought some like can- some snacks or something out Ugh. there. I was like, well, Her that del- saved me. Delicious baked goods. Absolutely. I know. I can't do it anymore. I used to be an animal in college. Like, Do you think back when you were in college and you could just consume basically nothing but <laughs> ethanol for like 48 hours straight and still go to class on the third day? Like, unbelievable. I can't even believe how much I operate it now. Now I have like four glasses of wine. I'm hungover for two days. Yeah, yeah, th- that definitely happened to me. So um, over this uh, trip across the country, oh yeah, trip that I mm-hmm. went on, and so Rachel Pinson actually filled in for my time um, when I was on the road. So mm-hmm. it was kind of part of this mobile podcasting, and I really noticed that being on the road, and I was driving with a you know a good friend of mine, and 
he bought his girlfriend's car off for her for 200 bucks and we drove this thing <laughs> back across the country he bought it or rented it for 200 dollars. bought crazy. it crazy oh my yeah. god you can't even rent a car these days for 200 dollars. it was a it's a 1997 subaru legacy Ooh, okay. wagon with <laughs> 280,000 miles what yeah. They, sh- they need to put that in a museum just because I haven't even seen a car that's gone to 200 anything <laughs> miles. It was a dream. And you know what? And so with the whole thing we we're talking about, you know, alcohol and smoking mm-hmm. weed or <laughs> like stuff. it's cool. And I feel like I do it more when. I don't know. <laughs> if I'm living alone. I'm like, I need to get high or Hell something. Yeah. What am I doing here? <laughs> you know, go yeah. But um, I realized being on a trip like that, I didn't feel like I needed to drink or that I needed right. to get stoned. Mm-hmm. Of course, it would have, you know, I don't know. I didn't feel like I, I don't think I'm an, I don't think I have an addiction or anything, but Mm-mm. sometimes it's nice. I mean, I, I'm sure that every time, you know, you can imagine like your best set. I don't mm-hmm. know if you, you have that in your head, like your best comedy set that you've done. Mm-hmm. Was it like, did you, I don't know. I mean, like there's just, you can't even predict that, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. There was nothing, um, oh, I'm trying to remember which night specifically it was. Maybe it wasn't my best set yet, but there are those nights like, and thankfully like, oh, that was it. It was, it was a sh- Monday night here and had a tough time here at Mutiny. Just one, just one. It was me. I just wasn't in the right space. Had a tough time. And then there's another open mic uh, in Pacifica. I went there. I got there early. There was no one there. There was no audience. So I was just going totally bombed, like just did not resonate. And so I have two strikes. Like, I have two strikes out in a Monday night. I'm so bummed. And then I had a solid, I crushed, not like crushed, crushed, but just there was another mic down in San Mateo, and I did phenomenally better. Not Maybe not my best set, but just, like, getting kind of dropped, like, just feeling like, whoop, this is the bottom. This is the bottom of the barrel for two in a row. And then getting that third win, like, not even, again, not even, like, my best set to date, but just, like, I was able to make people laugh. Like, this was a solid set. Oh, my God. I drove home. I don't even think I drank for like two two days after that. I was just riding that high from Monday night. There's no better feeling than going up and knowing it's like, oh my gosh, I took a room of people, worked them, got a laugh, got my got my fix, moving on. It was great. It was so redeeming. Yeah, that is a great feeling. I um, I don't know. I wouldn't know. Maybe I would a little bit. You've tried stand up. I've tried it. Yeah, I don't know for anyone that out there thinking about doing a. Uh, Diving into some comedy, we do the uh, joke workshops on Mondays. You could sign up with Vedmo and um, for pre-signs. Mm-hmm. I did it. My, you saw my first set. Yeah, I'm trying, uh, I'm trying to remember specifics, but you were good. You went up there and you were actually comfortable. Maybe just because this is your home. Maybe that's what it was. But also there was um, somebody, Christina Pickles, yes. actually called in the week before. Oh my gosh! And so she was saying that she. Basis, and I hope I'm not giving away or blowing her cover here. But she said it on the air, anyways. Uh, she said that she bases her jokes off of true stories. Yeah. So then when she goes up there, it's just this true story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, maybe that's right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know. My mom is always <laughs> into the, um, you know, poop your pants jokes. <laughs> I don't know if my mom's listening in right now, but that was always growing up as a kid. It was always like, that was, that was her thing, you know? So I was, I was thinking as I was like, as you know, as I got to tell like a, mm-hmm. a stinky a <laughs> joke like that. It wouldn't be you if you didn't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean that, that, you know, and I, this might be actually a great 
question to ask you. So oh, for, yeah? for me personally, I don't know, maybe just playing guitar and being a musician for so long mm-hmm. and you know, being in the open mic scene and, and doing that, it's like I don't want people to hear the same songs like yeah. every time. Oh. And so maybe it's a little bit different with comedy um, in some ways, but I tried to push myself outside of the box. And so for the other open mics that I did, I did a completely different set. Yeah. And then I was thinking, you know what? This is a whole different group of people that's here. Yep. And I probably could have said the same jokes that I said before and they wouldn't have even, nobody would was there. Totally. Yeah. That's where I'm at, where I'm just like, I'm, you know, thankfully now going to enough different places that I can do the same set over and over and it's a new audience it's new reactions you know you're getting kind of a gauge of what really works maybe with some people or you know whatever it is there's so many variances in comedy too right like I mean honestly it would be terrible if somebody I think went up and was like a robot every time and just repeated jokes the same way but every room (laughs) is different you understand like what works but for the last couple of weeks I've kind of been working on old material like working on those jokes you know, that reached this bar um, and now trying them in new locations, trying them with new people and seeing what really works. But totally, there's that intimidation of just like, you know, internally of just, I need to be doing new things for myself. Like some of my jokes bore me. Like I'm just like, oh, am I going to tell that one again? I'm like, yeah, because it always works. And then when you get that laughter from the audience, you're like, this is why I do this all the time. Yeah. So it's great, you know, because Gosh, I can't believe you've only been doing this since October. It's quite shocking. <laughs> but I feel like when you're really committed and you're like a total savage jokester, <laughs> if you're just, if you're there and you're doing it all the time, then it's like, you know, it's like boot camp. It's like you do it yeah. all the time eventually. And I mean, I'm sure you've seen, you know, some comics, like kind of like what we were talking about, do that. I remember there was a, I mean, I don't know. There was this comedian. Uh, I don't know. I, is it all right for me to say it on the air? I don't know. I'll try to protect this person's identity. We'll find out, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> he had a mental block when uh-huh. he was in his set. And I remembered his whole set because I've heard it enough times. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is the part where you say, you, you ask me. You could me, have filled him for him from the audience. Oh, yeah. No, oh I was just God. like, this is the part of the set where you're probably wondering who my father is. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's, that's like the best. I don't know. That was one of my favorite parts. It's like. And he totally, you know, he or she, I try to leave genders out of that, but Mm -hmm. left. I I was just like, I remember this person said, and they totally lost it. (laughs) I know. Wow. That's a place to be that you have, you know, audience members, the people who, you know, come to the same locations as you know your set better than you do. There were some of these comedians that came through. Why can't I remember this guy's name? He was um, comparing um, romantic um, positions. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very nice. I love it. We say fuck on the air, but we can't say, uh, sex, sexual positions. Yeah. It was, yeah. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, uh, so yeah, she's talking about referring to, you know, navigation system, you know, oh, as good. sex. And uh-huh. he's like, yeah, you know, when you put it on your GPS, so you want to take the back roads, you know, <laughs> the whole thing. He was saying all this stuff. And I was just like, I, I never saw him again. <laughs> so I don't, I mean, like he was here, I might've been out of town visiting. Maybe, yeah. What is the, the rule with that? You know, for, for music, I feel like maybe just in my, you know, local open mic scene here, the music, I feel like, you know, if somebody covers one of my songs, hell yeah, I'd be like totally, you know, but maybe with a joke, maybe that's different. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's interesting because only recently, only recently that it happened to me. 
that I happened to hear another comedian do the same punchline that I did one time. And it was like, whoa. And he's great. Or they're great. We'll leave it open-ended. Uh, gave it away. <laughs> but, you know, they're great. They're like a friend. So it was kind of just like a, you know, a total accident situation. But at the same time, there's this weird feeling you get. Just like, especially at my level where it's like, you know, you're trying to break through. You're trying to have a different perspective from everybody. Trying to understand, like, what is your routine? What works? What doesn't work? And, you know, you hear someone say your joke. And I was like... For a moment, I was just like, oh, my God, like, this is – I didn't know cool how to chills. feel. Yeah, a little bit. Like, it was kind of cold chills. It was kind of like, this is weird, and I need to deal with this, but how? Like, is it that big of a deal? Did they – was it intentional? Like, is it a compliment? Like, they liked that concept so much they did it themselves verbatim. You know, it's like, how do you, how do you take that? And I think it kind of depends. Anyways, the conversation I had with that comedian, right, because I totally called them out for it. I was just like, hey, that sounded very familiar. Um, and you know, we just talked about it. Like, right. Like it was kind of more of a, he had, he couldn't even remember that he did it because there's so many ideas, you know, and when your brain is just working through funny material, I don't know, like, of course people are going to overlap. Of course they are, right? And you're totally going to take inspiration from other people's stories. Like, I'll be at Mike's and someone will bring up a concept and my brain just flashes to an experience that I had that was similar. Um, and not that I'm going for the same punch from them, right? Like, I would, I personally, I wouldn't want to use the same, like, tag, right? Like, I would want to come up with something different. But so many times I'll hear something, a joke that some other comedian does and just remember, like, oh my gosh, this thing had happened to me that was similar, but it was funny in this way, or I can take it over here. So it is, it's a fine line, right? Like, in that joke that a friend of mine had, you know, accidentally copied, I just, you know, we just both agreed. We're like, eh, it's not that good of a joke. Neither of us are going to keep doing this one. <laughs> but if he killed with it, like if he crushed with it, if, you know, it was this huge thing and I couldn't make it work, but there was something about him, like his face, his delivery, whatever it was, like he should keep it. If you can make it work, keep it. No harm, no foul. Like it's just words, right? At the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. And I don't know, because I'm coming from more of a music yeah. background, but... I don't know. It's one of those things you could try to be 100% original, but it's always going to be like, oh, that sounds like Mozart or that exactly. sounds like, you know, whatever, you know, uh -huh. just no matter what you do. Um, I think, it, I don't know. For me personally, I'd be pumped if someone covered one of my songs. Anybody oh, yeah. out there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like as long as, the, I feel like there. as long as the artist gives credit and be like, oh yeah, and this inspired yeah. me for the song. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've done covers before of friends I know's. Mm -hmm. songs and it didn't sound anything like their song yeah and they're like oh this is so cool mm -hmm. i think there's something that's i had an, an carly mari actually came into the show she mm -hmm. was there yeah, that yeah. for your uh mast masturbator master debater master yeah. debater tuesday nights at milk bar and yeah i mean like we agreed that there's something that's almost more fulfilling mm -hmm. to watch somebody else play your song mm -hmm. <laughs> when you're playing it maybe it's different with com it's definitely different with comedy i'm sure yeah it was really funny actually because i was reading there's i'm not i'm not gonna pretend to be a poetry person i wish i wish but i'm just unfortunately not not there yet but there is one book uh rainer maria wilk and he's a german poet and he has this little book it's like a little pamphlet almost it's called letters to a young poet and what he does 
is it's correspondence between him, who's an established poet, and a student who reached out to him from the same military college that he went to, right? So very similar experience from how he started as a poet. So this younger person wants to follow in his footsteps. So he's writing back to this younger poet who's sending him his work and all of these edits. And what, um, you know, Wilk does is he rewrites his, you know, pupil's poet in his handwriting and sends it back to him and says, I'm going to send it to you in my writing, see how it feels. Like stepping out of your own ideas and letting someone else present them to you and then suddenly like how does it change is it still as satisfying does it mean the same it's like every time it passes through someone it changes a little bit and takes on a little different perspective so sometimes it's the best to hear somebody else perform your work yeah yeah i i do i feel that way you know with music i'm sure it's similar with comedy as well and i could see that too i mean like even just being in elementary school where the teacher says Mm -hmm you know, don't copy the, this person, you know, or right. whatever the authors, it's just like, <laughs> well, it can only be done so many different ways. Like, you want to just True. reword it like a couple words, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Pam knows everything I have, about no, that. No, I have a, a little thing to add, only that everything's <laughs> derivative because language all, at least the English language comes from 26 letters that we jam together to make words. And those words get pushed together into sentences to make pictures in our head in whatever way. But still, everything's derivative. And it's the same thing with music. Look at the chromatic scale or the non-chromatic. Like, you've mm-hmm. got still how many notes do you actually have? I mean, there's eight in an octave, but there's more. But still, how many chords? So every everything's derivative because we're all using the same tools. Mm-hmm. That was Pam Benjamin here. <laughs> with that, with the truth. With that, the is, truth. that was very beautifully said. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I read it somewhere in a book that if it could be solved, it could be resolved. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I feel like maybe for every artist, mm-hmm. might have been comedians, musicians, storytellers. Yeah. You know, that there's, there's maybe one piece of their material, maybe a joke, a song, a story that maybe I, I like, you know, that's my favorite. Yeah. And I don't know, to put it all in a pod and, Mm-hmm. make a milkshake out of it you know? <laughs> I don't know. yeah it is and that's I think kind of the beautiful thing about comedy sometimes is it's taking you know yeah like there are common experiences like hello like white female comedian like I'm going to talk about you know dating I'm going to talk about some things that I feel like are a little tropey but you know it's fun to play with those common ideas and yeah like sometimes I'm sure positive I'm sure there are other comedians you know just overstep we're just overstepping each other like the same lines or the same punch lines or whatever it is but it's just like there are these common experiences and like all of the little ways that we pick them apart and make them different like we start from the same place like pam said like it's all derivative right like we're all coming from these larger life experiences and inspirations that overlap so many of us but it's like how when it boils down to it and you're on the mic and you have to deliver your punch like how is it uniquely yours in that moment right with everything involved setting your facial expression for me it's like sometimes hey it's what i'm wearing i'm gonna make fun of it it's it's everything your timing the noise outside like everything ends up being unique at the end of the day yeah yeah i uh the crowd work thing is something really special i there Mm -hmm. was this um one of the first comedy shows that ever went to it was in a basement. Oh, um, yeah. The sports basement. On oh, basement. Oh, my God. In our Bryan Street. Bryan and <laughs> 16th, kind of right there, right next to that Safeway and that Petco that's right there. Yeah, I love sports And basement. it was Tony Sparks out of all the people. Yeah. And he's working the audience. And there's some guy that's in the back, and he's pouring drinks, mm-hmm. you know, nonchalantly, because, you know. <laughs> 
and he referred to the guy as being a wet vampire. <laughs> what? And I was just like, <laughs> I guess he would have had to been there, but I'm just like, holy shit, he kind of does. Like a <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Medina, yeah, yeah, he's so funny. That was, I, uh, I was in tears laughing. And uh, so he used to host, uh, and it's funny too because, yeah, I mean the comedy thing, you know. I should have got into it long before, but oh, the yeah. brainwash, I'm sure maybe yes. you heard a little bit about it. It shut down yeah. in 2017. Yeah. Unfortunately only heard of it. To December, 2018. Yeah. So that's, that is a story that I just feel like I want to re- recreate the brainwash. I've never actually went. Ooh. I always thought it would be there Whoa. and I didn't think it would close down because yeah. I heard so many great stories, uh-huh. but it, what it was, it was a laundromat with a cafe Yeah. and then Tony Sparks hosted the open mic there. That's awesome. And I'm just thinking, you know, I guess it the, it was really short. I think it might have been only two minutes versus like a four-minute set. Whoa. So it was just like all the one-liners you can get off. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, so I was just thinking, it's like, you know, you're doing your laundry. You're at a cafe. You're just about to take a bite of a burger. And someone <laughs> tells one of their nasty jokes. And I'm just like, that's freaking hilarious. Someone captivates you, right, hopefully, for two minutes. Yeah. I mean, oh, my gosh. I've never... <laughs> Yeah, I've I've never done anything under maybe like three or four. Like I can't even. Ooh, I'd have to take a minute. Like all the jokes, because I'm, I'm a verbose person. We'll call it SAT vocab word. But it's like I I love the setup to a joke. That's like my favorite part. And so one liners for me have always kind of been my struggle because it's like I want to set you up. I want to build an emotion. I want to like have you know clues throughout leading up to what I'm gonna get to. Oh, that would be so fun. That would be just really be an fun. amazing setup. You see a comedian, two minutes of their hottest stuff. Like before your laundry cycle, you're going to see like 40 comedians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had it set up that way and it's too bad that I never got to see it, but I want to recreate it. You should. Why not? Really fun. Yeah. Now is the, is the you, location. You got a good one liner? Oh my God. <laughs> you have so many, huh? My Go. best, my best one is the one we were talking about earlier about my grandma. I love my grandma. <laughs> Uh, I'm concerned for her, though, because she's not going to get vaccinated. She read on Facebook it would make her infertile. That's it. Infertile grandma. What a tragedy. <laughs> yeah, gosh, you know, 80 years old, still thinking about having babies. 86. Throw 86. in a towel at someone, grandma. That's adorable. Oh, my God. Similar to uh, Christina Pickles. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. It's funny because it's true. I love you, grandma. I know you're out there somewhere. Grandma. <laughs> my grandma's out there in the sound waves, too. I know she's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she actually, yeah, anyways. Cheers to supportive grandmas. Cheers to grandmas out there. Everyone. You know what? I don't think grandmas ever die. I, I think they're think always so. there. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. So I got a one-liner. Okay. You know the go. difference between a uh, vegetarian and a vegan? No. One of them has friends. <laughs> uh, I love that. That's yeah. very good. <laughs> uh, do you know the one time a truck driver is a rock star? No. When he's hauling oats. <laughs> <laughs> these are so good. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so bad at these types of jokes. But you're really great at crowd work, and you're yeah. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's funny because it's like though the one liner jokes that are so good. There's like a little setup involved, right? Like you've thought about it before, and you're like, aha. Like how often do those come to you in the moment? Because I can't. That formula for my brain doesn't work. Like I just I have to see someone and react to what they're saying. That's my, that's my <laughs> formula. But it's like, I can't sit down and be like, okay, like question, wait, 
And then, like, the I don't know. I can't, it's never – I'd be a terrible dad because that is the ultimate dad joke oh, formula. That's great. <laughs> yeah. You know, that Dave Coker, have you ever seen him? Yes. Yes, He's I got actually, some good ones. Oh, he's so good. I actually just saw him uh, the other weekend, and I'm going to do his show on July 27th. Uh, I'm trying to remember the location, but he's doing great. I saw him just recently. He's such a funny dude. Like, such a funny dude. Yeah, he did one in Concord. I went out to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really fun. I can't remember the name of the place, but yeah. So I know you're doing the comedy battle tonight. tonight. Uh-huh. Tomorrow you're going to be in Fairfield at the Pioneer. Uh, Sunday. Sunday oh, it's the Sunday. 13th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And then Asientos, which for everyone in San Francisco, that is here at 21st and Bryant Street. So you're going to be able to catch Shelby Wilson there. Is that your stage name too? It is. That's great. One name. One name. I just, my taxes are so simple that way. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Oh my God. I just realized what the other name field is for. Like, you know, when you fill out a passport or government documentation, like, do you go by another name? And Prince probably used to be like, yeah, I did this one. Prince. Like, oh my gosh. Like if you go by, maybe, maybe I'm just very slow on putting that one together, but I only have one name for now. Yeah, so I I decided so you know I'm J W Blunt, mm-hmm. and so I decided, well, it's a fact that my biological name is too common, <laughs> as I'm sitting across the table from someone with the last name Wilson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shelby is my only defining factor. I do have two middle names though, which is nice. So my initials are long. So I thought about doing some initial play, um, but yeah. No, for the most part, it's common. It's, you know, actually, yeah, it's kind of ambiguous. Do your initials spell something? No, I wish. No, I just have several. I have four, right? So it's S-R-C-W. Spoiler alert, everyone. Um, R-C-W, it sounds like a cola. I know. <laughs> exactly. Well, my goal is I want to get married as many times as possible and hyphenate every time. You haven't been married yet? No, but imagine if my initials are 10. Maybe. Yes, exactly. Yes, I do have a boyfriend. Um, long time coming. If you've been to Mutiny Radio in the last couple of weeks, you understand the uh, rocky road that it's been. Yeah, you can see me pulling my eyelids down right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I've been in a relationship with my guitar for a very long time. <laughs> Safer. That's a safe place. Yeah, and all the, all the single people out there. I guess if, if you're not married, are you still considered to be single? I think maybe... I mean, at least on your t- taxes, you're talking about taxes. Absolutely. So Check that single box. Yeah. I I don't know. The dating life out there, everyone else that's Ooh. single. Yeah. These apps. I don't know. Matching with everyone and their mother's cousin. Being on the apps in the pandemic has been um, <laughs> very interesting. Definitely looking for a winner in a situation where no one should be outside, really. Um, but then again, what can I say? Because I was also out there at the same time. So yeah, it's been really fun. It's been interesting. I've never, it's funny cause I was like never considered myself motivated to date and find someone, but apparently I was motivated enough to download hinge in a pandemic. So I've heard good things about hinge. Good things. I think it's fine. I think all dating apps are the same sort of like gamification of meeting new people, which seems so I don't know. It becomes a form, like it becomes just a reaction at a certain point. Like, oh, gonna swipe left, gonna swipe right, because I know it's gonna be a match, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Someone was talking about how Hinge has videos. Ooh. But, anyways, yeah. 
Gosh, the dating thing. Yeah. <laughs> that can get like... out of control very fast. I hope the Hinge quality, like, quality assurance team is working really hard. Yeah. So <laughs> we are winding down to the end of the show here. And uh, yeah, we're going to be playing back a Tiki Desk concert. We got the comedy battle shortly after this. We're going to be playing back Dream Beamers. Tiki Desk Concert. They actually recently did a uh, stream on Complex SF. Complex SF has got it down. I'm Have you ever heard of them? No, I haven't, but that's not amazing. Where are they at? So they are actually, um, they are uh, on 6th Street, or Stevenson Street between 6th and 7th Street. And so, you know, it's kind of a rougher part of town, but, um... Nothing the listeners can't handle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got it really dialed in. I wonder if I'll ever meet them. Complex, I said. Well, just keep, you know, naming them on the air. Maybe they'll come out. Get some com- comics in there. That would be incredible. Wait, that's amazing. How long... Yeah. How long the what? How long have they been around for Complex SF? They have been around for a while. I know that someone, um, somebody, it's been a, at least a couple years. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that these folks have been doing it for a really long time. Oh, they got it all figured out. Like the camera angles. It took me like a year to figure that out. Um, so it was. Uh, Interesting. Well, I'm. Honestly, very cool. uh, I'm going to start with the cover. Here we are. This is a Dream Beamer Tiki Desk concert. Live Beauty Radio. Just pray. 
song is like it's really simple and I kind of wrote it stream of conscious which is not usually the thing for me because I'm very much an overthinker um, but this was kind of all in one shot and I played it for some friends and they were this song is great I this makes me feel good warm and fuzzy so this is my like song um, for, for, for my friends I guess. <laughs> It's alright, 
sense when time exists again when you know um, my band and I will both be doing some recording and this song is um, also going to be in that group of songs. Thank you. 
that's I think that's a good thing. The Dream Beamer Tiki Desk concert. Muni Radio FM. Dream Beamer Tiki Desk Concerts. Some live rooftop tiki jams. Don't enjoy this. <laughs> Don't. She's so funny. I'm totally teasing. That is a very cool guitar. 37 weeks ago it was recorded. 
I set up, and you can always hear like every breath, every little. And I'm like, I can't send that to anyone. Geared up for some uh, comedy, comedy battle here at six o'clock. Winding down with some dream beaver, tinky desk. And back here with Shelby Wilson getting ready for this um, comedy battle here. Yeah, getting hyped, getting ready to go. Yeah, it is really the perfect day outside. It's so nice. It's beautiful. I know, yeah, we were just both outside. 
enjoying the sidewalk as much as we can. It's lovely. In the mission, there's a siren going by right now, but thankfully we got a nice quiet break in the sun. Yeah, Pam is so popular, people are stopping at the stop sign to talk to her. <laughs> and you got people, like, honking. Yeah, so I'm really excited for the Tiki Desk comedy this weekend. It's going to be the first uh, time we we did just comedy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. I'm so mad. I'm so mad I'm going to be out of town this weekend, actually. There'll be many more. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Jennifer Drownski. Yeah, you'll see her. She's uh, really fun. Amazing covers, too. I love what she's been playing so far. Yeah, Mindy Knight from Dream Beamer. That Killers cover is just, it's funny because when I heard it the first time, well, Pam got it, but I didn't catch that it was a cover to begin with. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it sounds so uniquely hers. Like, she just takes it. Oh, and I, me and Pam, huge Killers fans. And we didn't even, I didn't realize at first, but it's beautiful. She's so talented. Yeah, she's a freak. Is she coming around soon? I think so, yeah. Mindy Knight, if she's out there listening. We yeah. miss you. You know what? I don't think she's ever come through. Or she's been here before, but she hasn't been on the show. How oh, can I get But the Tiki Desk thing is cool. So, so I was telling um, Jennifer and Crystal Mauricio uh-huh. is that this um, this Tiki Desk thing. So the cool thing about streaming it live is it's recorded. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to be able to play that Tiki Desk comedy show back on my show next week. Oh, hell yeah. So I'm having this jazz band mm-hmm. call in next week, and uh, they're going to be playing a Tiki Desk concert. Mm-hmm. I met the uh, lead singer of this band, Rhonda Sauce, okay. is her name. Can you imagine if that was your name? Sauce. How can it not be good? Drown <laughs> me in it, please. Yeah, so I um, I had uh, a jazz band come over and play earlier this year in January, the uh, Gavin Holleran Quartet. Ooh. Hollerin, also great last name. Yeah, that's not very common, is it? <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I mean, like, Wilson and my biological last name is just so common. <laughs> Wilson's probably up there, though. I'm Wilson's really, good... really up there. There's a lot of Wilsons in the world. I ran into an old um, uh, friend, uh, I don't know, since the first grade, and her last name is Baker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Baker, Smith. All that stuff. There's somebody uh, I knew. His name was John Smith, and I ran into oh, him. Gosh. Funny enough, um, when he was uh, getting a passport, <laughs> and it was a, actually a big thing because he had to prove that he was real <laughs> because his name is so common. And uh, yeah, I think we're connected on social media. That's so funny. Um, he has his Instagram is John Smith is fake. <laughs> Just like this. I was so gonna say, I hope it's like the real John Smith. Who is the real John? Oh, is that is that someone? That, it that, has to be. Someone has to have taken it, that by now. But that's even funnier. John Smith isn't fake. That's good. Oh, you know what, John Smith? Why can't I think of the? There's this big time show. Why can't I think of it? Oh, I'm totally drawing a blank. Mm-hmm. But it was somebody named John Smith in the show. Mm-hmm. It's gonna kill me. Wasn't that the guy that Pocahontas ended up going for at the end? Of th- at the end of the day, I think it is. She goes for John Smith. God, what an inspiration to white men everywhere. But Pocahontas, the strongest woman in North America at the time, as far as we know, settles for John Smith. 
That's a Dorbs. Interesting. I think maybe not. A cute pairing, right? Like a little high-low situation. She's obviously the higher one in that relationship, but hey, he looks great. He's got blonde hair and all that good stuff. I forget where I was. I, I want to say it was at Dolores, the bar in Dolores. There was some mm-hmm. a comedian that made a joke about getting high or something, or like high <laughs> or low. It's just like who would not want to be high or being low, <laughs> you know? True. Very, very true. Oh, it's a balance. It's all a balance, right? Beer and wine are a mixer. You know, weed and wine are a mixer as we're uh, experiencing today. It was a huge hit. Why can't it? It's like there was this big time TV series, Showtime series, and the, all the girls had a crush on this guy. His name was John Smith. <laughs> the writers worked really hard at that one. They they were doing it. They were riffing off. They even had... What's his name? The 46th president of the United States, like making fun of him. He's like, um, gosh, H of a, mm, uh, it was a big time show. Mm, It's going to, it's going to get me. So they did this thing. (laughs) It's going to, it's going to really get to me if I don't figure this out. I don't know if there's any big shows out right now, but I think everyone's just, now that things are opening, people are just kind of over it. Yeah. I mean, to be locked down for this much. I mean, even if you're at a higher risk at this point, it's like you've been in this for a year. <laughs> like your grandma, like she doesn't seem like she's hesitant to even get out. Absolutely not. She's been, honestly, her biggest thing is she can't drive anymore. So she's waiting for the grandkids, right, to take her out on the town. And we're like, we can't take you anywhere. And she's like, that's fine. Pick me up a pizza from Little Caesars. We'll just do that. <laughs> she's all about the deal. Grandma's all about a $5 full cheese pizza. She's here for that. Yeah, so I remember 2020 last year in June, the first week of June, I went down to San Luis Obispo because I heard that they were opening up sooner than we were. Um, and I rolled up and I met some friends there I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And I got to their place and I'm sitting back and we're talking, we're catching up. We haven't seen each other in a year. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you guys, let's go out to, you know, Giuseppe's. You yeah. know, let's go out to an Italian restaurant. And they're like, well, they had said, oh, no, we're going to get some stuff delivered here. I'm like, uh... Is I'd love to stay here with you, <laughs> but I feel like living alone here. I mean, that was just two months into the pandemic or three yeah. months into the pandemic yeah. for me. I'm losing it. I'm just like, <laughs> and still people, this. even though that things were open, people mm-hmm. still weren't open to going out. Yeah. It took me a long time to even just do like outdoor dining because it did. It felt very, very taboo at the time. So, but fingers crossed. I heard Alameda County is going to the green tier, which is, I guess, not complete freedom or else i guess we wouldn't have a tier um but we're going to green tier which is we'll see i feel like people are going to be slow though over there especially i mean san francisco and oakland in particular have been taking this whole thing so slowly very carefully and i feel like there's going to be quite a lag before you know we go into a green tier and people actually feel free to uh take off their masks swing them over their heads celebrate being uh yeah unrestricted any longer it'll be a minute be a minute before people really warm back up to uh, life. life I think is so. Normal. I mean, you know what's funny, though, about this whole trip across the country? I got to hang out with a yeah. old friend of mine uh-huh. for some in a while. Um, but nobody else is wearing masks anywhere else in the eight states that we drove through. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Yeah. Not one single. Actually, take it back. There was one person. <laughs> Was and it ev- just a mirror? Was it just you guys? So it was in Memphis. Uh-huh. So we're in Memphis and we're just like, there's a ton of people there. Mm-hmm. And there, out of all the, you know, 
maybe a couple thousand people that were there. There was wow. one person wearing a mask. Ooh, that's different. And everyone different. was kind of looking at him just like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, you you're different, sir, in the mask. There's something wrong with you. Oh, man, that's, oh, that's a trip. I went to Wyoming in the pandemic. I make a joke about it, but I went to Wyoming. And that was interesting. I was with a bunch of people from California. But, yeah, in so many situations, we were the only people out wearing masks, grabbing food. Um, it was cool. No one gave us any shit, but it's definitely going to be weird. I'm going to go back to Wyoming soon probably and it's going to be different you know going out there no masks but feeling okay this is uh this is the normal right probably no one out there is vaccinated i'm kidding i'm assuming but it's going to be interesting to see and hear kind of what the experience is now so you know months later through this pandemic as we're hopefully fingers crossed coming to a close yeah yeah i remember do you remember the first time that you sat up at a bar (laughs) like from this pandemic that happened to me for the first time a couple oh. weeks ago. And I was oh, just yeah? like, holy shit. What bar did you go to? Uh, St. Mary's Pub. Mm-hmm. And so it's my local, you know, bar. And, you know, they did Beers to Go. Luckily, there was a lot oh, of yeah. good things that come out of this. Like, before they were unable to do Beers to Go. I hope oh, they're able, a lot yeah. of these places, you know, are able to still do Beers to Go. But um, maybe about a month ago, they opened up for indoor dining. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting at this bar, this bar that I haven't sat at over a year and i'm just holy shit this is awesome <laughs> it's been a year yeah my god i think i've i have i think when i went to wyoming or something i must have sat at a bar uh wyoming wyoming you made that drive was it the 66 no i didn't drive i flew that yeah, was like flew. it was a huge deal i was so i was seriously so nervous i do a joke about it i'll probably do it tonight um but it was i got in a plane for the first time in the pandemic and it was an experience. It was definitely, I mean, I went to Oakland Airport, so it's already a small airport, but there was no one in there. Like, it was vacant. And then I just flew up from L.A. Uh, yesterday, Thursday. And LAX was... It's fresh then. Oh, gosh, oh. yeah. LAX was, po- like, pre-COVID levels. Like, just security line, all of that stuff, people hanging out. Um, the bars and stuff were still closed. So, like, some people, they had, like, limited capacity for you to go and get in a good old airport drink before your flight. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's weird. L.A. is almost back to normal, it feels like. Yeah, so when I jumped on that plane to D.C., it was just crammed. There were so many people yeah. on there. I was shocked. And so, so something I realized is that I cannot fall asleep with a mask on. <laughs> what? Really? A little blanket for your face? No? Well, so the thing is, is even though, you know, a lot of the policies of being outside and the whole thing, yeah. they had said that your mask has to stay on when you're in the plane. Yeah. And so I for whatever reason, can't sleep with the mask because it's too tight. At least the mask yeah. that I had, it was too right. tight on my face. I was like, I couldn't even breathe. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it up to the microphone. I was like, like I, couldn't even, I couldn't even breathe. I'm trying to fall asleep. <laughs> so I was able to put my sunglasses mm-hmm. in the mask. So oh, it gave me a little face. bit of a, a little bit. Yeah. And then I woke up from this nap and I was just looking everywhere. I'm just like, where are my glasses? And I <laughs> looked everywhere. I'm just like, I told the two people in the sitting at either side because I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I got one of those bargain deals. It was like 200 bucks. And I was like, you know, and I'm talking to the, the two people, the passengers that are sitting left and right to me. I'm just like, hey, you know, as I'm pretty sure I dropped my sunglasses. And so they're out there looking for it. And I'm like, holy shit, they're in my fucking mask. <laughs> I felt so silly. <sighs> but I couldn't. I oh wouldn't be able God. to fall asleep if it wasn't for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. So you just had sunglass eyes sticking out, like, underneath your nose, just the form of them. And you're like, I can't find my sunglasses. And people are just looking at you like they're on your face right yeah. now. Just not in the normal place that you normally find them. 
And I really needed that sleep. I know we're getting geared up for some comedy here. I really yeah. needed that sleep because my uh, my friend uh, who bought the car, you know, from his girlfriend now, mm-hmm. you know, previous oh, yeah, lover, yeah, yeah. <laughs> previous lover now. Um, yeah, he's single. I don't know if he's taking um, any applications for anyone out there listening in. But um, <laughs> there was this slight scare oh. that maybe, well, he had the pink slip and I bought cars before. Uh-huh. But there was a slight scare that maybe she wouldn't have been cool. No, it was, oh, no, he no. had, a, somebody probably should have not said anything because uh, it was uh, fine. Uh-huh. It was exactly. fine. Everything was cool. Yeah. But um, I got this text message at 11 o'clock at night, mm. the night before this, you know, 2,600 mile trip across the country. And I'm oh thinking like, holy shit, like none of these hotels, this plane oh. trigger, none of oh, it's refundable. None oh. of it's refundable. And like, that's fine. But I was thinking, like, if I land in D.C., and then we can't get the car. Then, and I remember I was I was just up all night. I was thinking about it, uh-huh. and um, and so I really needed that sleep on the plane. And oh. I'm lucky that I I got it. Absolutely, your body was dying for some yeah. rest and relaxation. I can't yeah. stand when trips get stressful right before yeah. the eleventh uh, hour. Ugh. So it turned out to be a non-issue, but mm-hmm. for maybe, you know, uh, maybe. It, you know, th- 20 minutes of time mm-hmm. where I was thinking like, you know, he's a super nice guy and you know, they, they left on, they're great. They're, mm-hmm. they're both good people, yeah. you know? And I didn't doubt it for a second in my mind. Then I got a, a text message from somebody I barely know <laughs> um, saying that. And I was just like, for there was a little bit of period of time where I was thinking that maybe this, you know, maybe his ex-girlfriend <sighs> was going to report it stolen. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> she gets $200 and the car back. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I knew that wasn't the case. No I don't way. know. I think that that person that said that might've had some other issues that they were dealing with. <laughs> so I was just like, that's pretty far out. You know, that's like pretty far I know out. them both. I know that, you know, relationships aren't easy all the time, but they were cool enough. Hell yeah. You know, and can you imagine though, if we like... getting pulled over, I mean, the whole thing, <laughs> it felt like dumb and dumber and tommy boy combined <laughs> like i was going across because i didn't tell my job oh this oh, is great no. i get to tell you this oh cool um i didn't tell my job that i was dang, doing this cross country trip because like myself so yeah. myself and like other people out there listening in you're working remote right right mm-hmm. so you don't need to necessarily be there mm-hmm. so i'm thinking like i'm gonna do this yeah but what happens if and i i'm an honest person you know yeah. what i mean oh yeah um but what happens if, like, the person I report to is like, hey, you know, you want to meet up today? Or mm-hmm. what do I say? Oh, my God. And we're coming up with all these things. I was just like, oh, I got vaccinated. And I'm mm-hmm. pulled over to the side of the road. I yep. just threw up and shit my pants at the same time. <laughs> I was just trying to think of the most extreme the thing, right? work thing. Like, all the work excuses that are very extreme, right? Just like, oh, I am deathly ill. Sorry, I've been throwing up all morning. Oops, sorry. I couldn't sign on today what do you say i mean oh what do you God. say i was just thinking i was in tears laughing because i was like um my friend was driving this time it's like you know and i had my laptop i'm like i honestly felt like i was more productive yeah hell yeah no i my boyfriend travels all the time for work all the time and he's so productive when he's traveling i am not there yet i need like an office space like i need to be somewhere because if i'm in a new city like i want to go out and explore so it's so hard for me to do that but ugh, god bless the people that can yourself like Jeez, I got to get that kind of uh, focus. The pandemic has destroyed my focus. I don't know about you. Oh, um, a little bit. In <laughs> some ways, yes. And then some other ways, not. Yeah. But then I feel like 
you know, I got off this road trip mm-hmm. and I just was on the road for 42 hours, <laughs> like over split over like a week, right. yeah, which was yeah, like yeah. totally fun. It was mm-hmm. the best road trip in my life. And I, um, I met someone, mm-hmm. it was a girl Ooh. and, um, <laughs> she was really cool, mm-hmm. but I think what I was going through some sort of mental whiplash of being on the road for that long. And I was just like, it didn't hit me. I didn't realize what it was. I'm just like, I can't focus on this and this at the same time. We were watching some stand, we were watching some comedy. I forget who it was. Um, And she was trying to talk to me and I couldn't actually, because this person was talking and she was talking. Oh no. I didn't hear any of it. Sensory overload. I didn't hear any of it. I'm just like, I just (laughs) met this girl for the first time she probably thinks i'm a total dumbass (laughs) but it's pretty funny no nonsense that's like people who can't read subtitles and listen at the same time it's just too much too much at the same time she shouldn't take it on her plus is she a comedian it's hard to compete with a stand-up comedian in the same room yeah that is really hard i'm really looking forward to this uh is coming up here. Me too. Yeah. That guy's a comedian walking in the bathroom. Oh hell yeah, Kelly Evans, absolutely. Oh yeah, that's uh, you know what is I didn't recognize I haven't seen him since before the pandemic. Oh, I th- so the face mask is. Yeah, there. I mean this well, is the, the first the time face. I'd seen him since the over and then he has a, I don't know. Yeah, he just shows in Oakland and SF, but you have to get him on the show and you can talk about it. Yeah, he's funny. He's real funny. I'm excited for the competition tonight. I came here so. I think it was uh it was it was before the pandemic. It was in two thousand nineteen I was here and it was the open mic, it was a joke workshop. Hell yeah. And there was maybe like it was me, like four other comedians and maybe a couple other audience members. Mm-hmm. And since this pandemic, I mean, the first open mic joke workshop that I did, I was here at four or five forty five for the sign up and it was just so packed mm-hmm. that I didn't even get in on until like one of the last people. I know. Already. I know. It's been ramping up so much. Like that's one thing I'll say about Bay Area comedy at the moment is what it feels like is there's just not enough open mics for how many people are coming out. Like everyone, like there's a group of people who started in the pandemic and then there's people who now have been shuttered in the pandemic and are coming out trying to work with live, live humans and there's <laughs> not enough open mics for everybody. It's very true. So bless Pam for helping us out here because we are so excited for tonight. You do have to pre-sign for this one, but you know, Pam's. She's got to figure it out now because it did does. get over out of control. So totally. there was a comedian that came through and luckily it was the first time that I had, it was the first time that I did a you know, joke workshop on Mondays and I got there early and I still was almost dead last. Oh. And so this comedian came in and it was a little bit after I came in and couldn't even get on the list. Mm. And so I can't imagine like walking in here for the first time. Can you imagine walking in here for the first time? Okay. It has nothing to do with who whoever's like hosting it. It's like you got your own thing to deal with and then you, you have, you're already on overflow. And so this way, the Vemo thing right. for pre-sign is the, is the game changer. Totally. So for this uh, Monday, so we're doing this, um, this comedy battle tonight. We have joke workshops on Mondays. And we do have a pre-sign on uh, Vebmo. So if you Vebmo Mutiny Radio, the one with um, Bert, Bert and Ernie. Ernie. Yes, not the actual symbol, unfortunately. Someone took that one. But Bert and Ernie, Mutiny Radio. Yep. And you put pre-sign for Monday, and then you're here, you know. You're on the list. There you go. Pam you will know. check up the order, but you're in. Yeah. I mean, you could be just, you know, working your tech job and decide you want to be a comedian one day and just sign up for this um, joke workshop. Absolutely. 
Oh, well, thank you so much, JW, for yeah, having me on. This, this has been, been a, oh, such a great couple hours, man. This has been fun, really fun. Yeah, so we are um, getting geared up for some comedy. Yes. Stay tuned. We're going to be um, blasting uh, some sunk. They're coming out with some new material, which is exciting. And we come through Tiki Desk the next couple uh, months. Um, this is the song Lightning. It's my Candyman theme. Hell yeah. And we'll see you on the other side, huh? So long. <laughs>